0: Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of The Show with Joe. This episode is going to be slightly, well, drastically different than what I've been doing. Previously, I've been covering Chuck Carl Sagan's book, The Demon Haunted World, and in this episode, I uh, and in the episodes maybe following this, we'll be talking to my friends Pat and Anthony Katona the reason why I said Anthony's whole name is because that's just usually how I say his name. I don't know why. I either call him Katona or Anthony Katona. Uh, But anyway, in this podcast, we end up getting into some random topics. Uh, This episode specifically, we end up talking about atheism and agnosticism and the nuances between the two, as well as a couple other random things that kind of come up in our conversations. Um, So... And FYI, this episode is a little more explicit because, you know, we're just having fun. Three guys talking, so uh, if you don't like curses or you don't like choice subjects like the Lewis C.K. fiasco that happened or any other things that might come off as offensive, I would uh, suggest maybe you skip this episode. Otherwise, I hope you can find the time to listen to us. I think it was an interesting episode. I had a lot of fun talking to these guys and i always do um so yeah enjoy yourself have a good life have a good time enjoy and welcome to the show with joe hey there what's up how are you this is the show with joe hey there how you doing today this is the show with joe i hope you're doing all right now because this is the show with joe enjoy this podcast homies welcome to the show with joe oh yeah that was you? Right. anthony would you like to introduce yourself tell people hi who my you name's are. anthony
1: oh i don't know who i am uh <laughs> i'm anthony i was the, the this the middle guy Oh, on my screen the middle guy is joe's roommate in undergrad uh the main character the one the one whose name is on the video or the the whatever format you're listening to this on um and then what what else is our relationship beyond the romantic
0: um yeah friends roommates in college sounds good enough i guess i really I didn't want say friends. you to oh yeah you know people who know each other is that better
1: yeah someone who has has my number and keeps fucking bothering me about doing a podcast <laughs> <laughs>
0: I guess what I was really trying to get out of you is what you're doing in your life, like.
1: Oh yeah, sure. Uh, I'm still in school. I'm a, I'm in grad school still, so I uh, study chemistry. Uh, I do stuff with like lasers and magnets and heat transfer and stuff. Um, and in my free time, I do music stuff and uh, video games.
0: Nice. How about you, Pat? Do you want to give an intro for yourself?
2: Sure. So uh, my name's Pat, and uh, I've known Joe, the guy in the middle on my screen as well, uh, nice. <laughs> for quite a long time. Um, oh, yeah. So we both went to uh, the same elementary and high schools together, and then we also went to the same colleges, uh, undergrad together. He didn't go to Utah. He should have come out to Utah with me, but uh, <laughs> he didn't like that. Same thing with Anthony. But we couldn't have many Susquehanna alumni out in Utah. That'd be too crazy. But um, <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I've known Joe for quite a while, um, took a lot of science classes together in high school, and um, we were roommates in college as well. Um, and then we met Anthony in, uh, I believe it was physics, a physics lab um, in undergrad, and all the three of us have been friends since. Um, right now, I am in graduate school as well. I'm in the grinds like Anthony is, uh, so we have a lot of fun. <laughs> um, so I'm a uh, studying biochemistry here, and I do stuff with um, synthesizing proteins. Um, and yeah, that's pretty so much it. So
0: is your synthesizing a lot like what T Pain does with his voice?
2: No, no. Of- I wish okay. it was. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool, though.
0: It would be very cool. And as you all know already, if you listen to my podcast, I'm Joe. And this is the show with Joe. I'm the guy who didn't go on and continue schooling. I just took it upon myself to leverage capitalism and get a job as a computer scientist.
1: Oh, you just like found a wife and started a family and (laughs) live your life. Wow. my life. (laughs) You didn't fucking spend the next five years, uh, staring at papers no just what, what a dick <laughs> worthless what's even the point
0: <laughs> what is the point in general? every day you
1: come home and look into your wife's eyes and think what a waste of time this has been <laughs> definitely not
0: no she's lovely i love her she's what makes me a better person in the end in my opinion obviously <laughs> but anyway um hey anthony Hey, Joe. I want to... Can you go through how us three met and maybe go over that that time?
1: I've kind of suppressed it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I was thinking about that when, when Pat was saying that we were like instant friends because I remember it very differently. Uh, I remember uh, coming... So I came to undergrad. Uh, I started there as like in my sophomore year, which is like I went to a, a community college where I didn't like take most of the classes that I actually needed to skip a year, but um they like put me in, in second year courses at Susquehanna. Um so I had no idea what was going on. And I was in a group with you guys for the physics lab where we were talking about um something that was just like slightly above like the, the basics of physics because it was physics too. And I didn't know what uh something super simple like a coordinate system or, or, or like or vectors or something.
0: Yeah I think it was vectors.
1: Yeah and I was like so, so like how, how did the vectors work? And you two were like clearly known each other and you like stopped talking to each other to, to hear out the question and looked at me and paused and looked back at each other. And I believe it was Pat who was the first one who just like, was just like, <laughs> and I think you did it too. And no, neither of you ever addressed the question. And then you went back to talking about stuff. And to this day, I don't know what a vector is. <laughs> God. <laughs> and no, that was the last it. day I ever went to physics. No, yeah. <laughs> I eventually figured stuff out
0: to direction and magnitude or whatever. It's like, or an whatever. Arrow. Yeah. Or whatever. It's been a while since I've done any physics. So
2: <laughs> hopefully Dr. Zane isn't listening to your podcast. She'll be disappointed.
0: I'd be really surprised if she was listening. <laughs> I wonder what she's up to. Probably making really good Pakistani food.
1: Oh, I know. Yeah. She uh, really I miss good her kids. Oh, and this, and this Dr. Majors kid, Simf- or was it Symphony or Harmony or something like that?
0: Something like that.
1: Oh, uh, they were so adorable. Um She's not which, there. Was Doctor Zane like about our age, actually? Doctor <laughs> Zane was pretty young, right?
0: She was, but I don't remember the age.
1: I was thinking about that a few days ago. How it was like when I was there, and I mean it's been a pretty long time at this point. When I was there, I thought she was like pretty old, but looking back on it, like she was probably about where I am like age wise. Cause I skipped yeah. like two years to do community college for stuff. Um, which is also crazy.
0: Oh yeah. You're an old person. I forgot about that. I forgot
1: well, you were much older. Now I'm myself. the same as you guys back in undergrad. It meant a lot. <laughs> it's like, it, it's like when someone's like a year different from you in like high school, it, it's like a world apart. And like, once oh, yeah. you're, once you're like mid twenties, like you might as well be 45.
0: It's freaking crazy. <laughs> I I think when I started my job that I'm at currently, I met, bunch of random people and like i thought this girl was like the same age as me and she ended up being like 35 and i was just like wow it's crazy as you grow up you realize that age really doesn't matter what a cliche well yeah
1: it's once actually, you're old
0: yeah it's actually true except for when <laughs> they're like really young then it matters and it's like fucked up yeah then it's you illegal know? then it's like pedophilia you know then it's illegal yeah <laughs> That's what the judge always tells me. Not not immoral, just illegal.
1: Right? So true. <laughs> just, kidding. just kidding. I don't actually believe that. <laughs> You're not actually a pedophile. I'm not actually a racist. No. Make sure you put that those disclaimers up on the front before this <laughs> show starts.
0: I usually, no matter
1: what terrible, horrible things people say, we're well, fundamentally Nick, good people, just like the president.
0: Well, Nick Cannon <laughs> just got wild and out, cancelled, because he said something about white people being savages and something. Who got,
2: wait, what,
1: what happened?
0: Nick Cannon. He lost uh, Wild Wild out. They're not doing it anymore because he was being anti-Semitic. And they said something about white people being savages.
1: I don't even know who that is. Or what that is.
0: You don't know who Nick Cannon is. You've never seen no. drumline. You never seen wild and it, out.
1: Oh, I've seen drumline. Is he, was he the, the main character in drumline? Yeah. The black oh, guy. sweet. I remember liking drum lines, so I guess that sucks that something bad happened to him.
0: <laughs> so I guess that's
1: <laughs> well I remember thinking he was a talented drummer, but he was probably not actually drumming since it's a movie. That's Beyond that, true. I had a good time.
0: <laughs> anyway, but yeah, it
1: also makes sense to feast repercussions if you say anti Semitic things. I feel like that sounds about appropriate.
0: Yeah. I remember when I said really bad things when I was younger. I'm glad I'm not like that anymore. I moved on yeah, cool. from that we're, racist Were you like life. the
1: face of a movie or something? It means a whole different thing when you're like, uh, you know, like an industry poster person for, and like children are watching you and, and like modeling their behavior after yeah. you.
0: That's true. Like Louis C.K., you don't want people to model his behavior.
1: Yeah. it's. I'm always kind of like struck down the middle of like whether it's better or worse that he would like blatantly like during his stand-up routines be like, yeah, I would just like jerk off in front of women like without their consent. And like during the routine, you're like, maybe this is a joke, and then later, you'd read in the news, like, no, he was being serious. That's actually what he did, um, with consent. I, I, I can't really. <laughs> what
0: I said it was with consent as well, based on what I've read.
1: I I've read quite the opposite. Oh well. Or maybe maybe more has come to light since I have read, but I read that he would just like, it would be like, you just show up to Louis C.K.'s house expecting to like have dinner or something, and then you just like walk out, you know, doing his business.
0: Wow. Yeah, I didn't read that one, so I'll have to look that up later. But I've read things like he would say, hey, can I unbutton my pants and whack off in front of you? And the people would just be like, "Uh, sh- sure, I guess, thinking it's a joke, and then he actually does it because he's...
1: Comedian. Yeah, maybe that's the case. I, yeah. I, I don't want to say anything without... Yeah, Not in that... any case, like, <laughs> yeah.
2: I mean, know, I guess matter. there's a world of
1: difference between, like, actually just doing it and then, like... Asking someone, even if it's like under a false pretense of like, this is probably a joke to you, give, give them like a handful of like, no, I'm seriously going to do it. Is that okay? <laughs> so like that, that, if you, if like maybe three yeah. rounds of that and then you did it, I would be perfectly ethically fine with me.
0: Nice. Well, anyway. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but again, we're allowed to do that because we're not comedians. Yeah, we're also Until not. Until this podcast be... comes out, at which point it's bad.
0: Well, I mean, I don't think many viewers will happen on my podcast
1: are you fishing for compliments
0: N- no i'm fishing for post feedback. in the comments
1: below if you think that we're actually good enough to be a good podcasters <laughs> <laughs> patreon social media facebook twitter
0: i'm i'm actually not monetizing Comment, i'm not monetizing any of it quite yet because i don't really think it's yeah
1: neither did youtube at first And when youtube was fucking free and there were no ads
0: <laughs> and then i never successful. forgot because i
1: use ad blocker <laughs>
0: YouTube is a great site I was just listening to Will Smith's Lo-Fi Summertime track It's That's like a thing. an hour long And it's pretty good Very soothing music that he, I guess he shows
1: Like What, what does he do?
0: No, he, he didn't actually do it He just compiled a list It's called Lo-Fi Summertime Beats To Social Distance To And the whole video is just him and Jazzy Jeff As cartoons Just bump into it for like an hour
1: well, he had a song like he him and Jesse Jeff had like a 90s song or whatever called Summertime, right?
0: Yep. Back when he did music more. He also did a song recently with Joyner Lucas. Really good.
1: Oh, sweet. I like Joyner Lucas.
0: It was after Joyner Lucas already made the song, though. He made a song called Will about Will Smith. And now he's I'm feeling like Will i can't give it any I can't, that was fly I can't
1: sing it that well but that was fly as he... shit joe <laughs> you pop that beat rock hard shit. but
0: anyway i guess Joiner talked to him after a while and then will ended up featuring on the song they did a remix together and so it's pretty cool i've been heavy yeah. into rap lately what have you guys been into lately music wise
2: well i like a bit of everything um lately i've been listening to uh some classic rock, seventies and eighties So everyone
1: likes. Who classic. in
2: particular? Oh, I know. <laughs> I mean, that's I'm a very, very vanilla person in that. <laughs> with
1: that?
2: I mean, I guess some of the stuff that I like that's um, not as widely known is um, more of the heavier rock. Like, uh, have you guys heard of Ghost? They're one of my favorites. Yeah. 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 We actually got to see them live um, in Salt Lake City. Um I think it was the end of 2015. Nathan, his ex-girlfriend and I were all going and um it was pretty cool. <laughs>
1: nice. Concerts are a lot. They're fun. The ones with cuts are a lot of fun. They're the <laughs> ones with like super crazy heavy uh like scary music videos, right? I mean like a lot of heavy metal bands are like that, but if I remember correctly, is that they're,
2: they're, they you would you would know them if uh you saw a picture of them um don't they look like they popes? have what was that
0: don't they like look like popes but not popes
2: yeah the lead singer dresses up like a pope and then everyone else has these black masks on um yeah i think their name yep. was tools is what they call the rest of the members um and then the lead singer is papa emeritus um i might be pronouncing that wrong but uh yeah it's it, it almost seems like some sort of satanic show but it's it's more of um like doing Slayer. it yeah yeah no it's it's it's, it's really fun I, I i had a good time with him although his nathan's ex-girlfriend didn't really have much of a great time she got <laughs> elbowed in the throat uh, jesus christ <laughs> nice because she was trying to sneak up towards the front you know where where, where the moshing maybe, was yeah exactly where people were trying to mosh and she got elbowed and then there was a fight and then she went on was, was nate in the fight no no he just pulled her away
1: Oh, I would love to see a fight with Nate in the middle. My <laughs> God. I'm, I imagine the person that like elbowed her in the throat, like at first, would just be like, Oh, that kind of sucks that I did that. And then, like, looks up and sees Nate. And is like, Oh, I, I fucked up.
2: <laughs> no, actually, uh, his, his ex girlfriend, you don't, don't want you didn't want to skirt with her. <laughs> that did sounds like a Nate to... ex girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, she, she could be, she, she the, would be the black the girl? The person to handle, yeah. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, no, I, have I've I, like, drove her to, or, like, I was on a long car drive with her one time. She's nice.
2: Yeah, no, I, I roomed with them for about a year, and Nate and I are still good friends. He's actually going to be in my wedding, and... Must uh, be
1: nice. <laughs> <laughs> Waiting for the podcast to tell me, huh? Real smooth. Um,
2: <laughs> I am going to definitely invite you. Whatever. <laughs> I maybe I maybe need more people to add, so uh, I've been trying to get people <laughs> to add because.
1: because you're just like short on people. Nate's a surefire right. one, and then you need more people, so you're like, okay, maybe I'll get Anthony. No, <laughs> Anthony. It's just like it's just like the chemistry party. Remember that? Remember that, Pat? Oh, Remember when there was, man. Like, with everyone but me. I forgot. And like I the next the next day, you just like casually dropped me. It's like, oh yeah, at this par- at the party last night that all the chemistry people were at, and I was like, there are only like six of us. How was it not noticed that I wasn't there? And you're like, oh yeah, I guess some, we must have forgot.
2: No, I, I didn't organize that. I, I can't remember. Well, oh, you sure as
1: fuck didn't tell me, Pat.
2: <laughs> Man,
0: someone's salty.
2: Yeah, we've
1: opened up a lot of a lot of wounds. <laughs> this is a good time for healing. <laughs> and anyway, he's music.
2: Up. He's opened up his hit list of uh, things I've done wrong. <laughs> oh, there's, there's plenty. First it was the physics lab and then the uh, chemistry party. There's probably something with Ochem in there.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I was probably more of a more of a burden to everyone in, in Ochem than, than anyone else was. Man. That <laughs> was terrible.
0: Anthony Katona. The afterthought.
1: <laughs> what did you call me?
0: <laughs> the afterthought.
1: <laughs> oh.
2: Yeah. That's Love okay. You.
1: Love you. It, it's a
2: character builder. Now, the, so the, the, our wedding has gotten screwed up quite a bit because of COVID. We we were supposed to get married in November, and with COVID, our, our plans for scheduling it really got screwed up. And then um, we decided to move it back till next year. So we have to send out save the dates for the new date and all that. So um, second date, exactly. <laughs> so and I, I never even sent out the ones to my friends for. The first day because i had a feeling once COVID was coming i'm like uh eh, something just seems like it's going to take longer to uh get rid of this <laughs> and what we think so, so yeah anyway we're hoping that next year is when things will settle back down but who knows it's been pretty disappointing how the country has been um responding to COVID from the leadership to you know citizens themselves it's <laughs> it's it's sad
1: it's sad that uh, a fraud and a croc like Dr. Anthony Fauci would uh, sully and soil the platform like he has been doing when uh, our great leader Trump is just trying to get the economy kicked back up. <laughs> <laughs> I just want America to be great again. Oh, man. Is that so much to ask for?
0: Did you see his new slogan is keep America great? I did see that. I yeah. also saw a, um, a video being anti-Biden Saying you don't want an America like this And there's like a bunch of riots And I'm like those are videos of Trump's America Right now <laughs> put, it <in laughs> his, put it in his commercial
2: <laughs> Yeah Facebook showed me that ad the other day And I was like why am I seeing this And I thought the same thing you did Like wait who's the president right now Exactly
0: um, I think it's because we come from a small town Pat He just assumes I'm he back has back our on. vote
1: <laughs> no way. Maybe that was the video of um, 3,000 Muslims in New Jersey who are riding, or whatever. Or what was the? Was that what? it? The one that like that Trump was like saying like he he was trying to like stir up some Islamophobia back during his like 2016 campaign, and he was like, no, that like the, the those Muslims were were like so angry at freedom, like oh no, because they, they were like happy about 9 11. Th- there were videos of thousands of Muslims like cheering on 9 11 from like some city. And and at the time, it like everyone was like, "No, that's crazy. Like, where's your proof of that?" Um, and obviously, he didn't need it because that's the world we live in. Uh, yeah. So maybe that's the video that they are they're actually showing. They finally found the clip.
0: No, it's actually just videos of the riots that were happening when George Floyd died.
1: Maybe it was um, a, a joint protest of of partially Muslims happy about nine eleven, partially uh, just like ahead of their time Black Lives Matter protesters. <laughs> I mean, it was an issue back then too. Damn. you're not George Floyd in particular.
2: Well, yeah, before before this <laughs> happened, I remember there was a viral video of I think it was a guy in New York who was choked out because he stole cigarettes or something, and he yeah. he was saying he couldn't breathe either. And I'm just like, because I when, when he when when the uh, "I can't breathe" uh, slogan for the protest was coming out, I'm like, I, I remember this from a few years ago, yeah. and sure enough, it was something that happened years ago too. And it's yeah, just I think it was like,
1: 2013. It's
0: Eric. Yeah. It's, was that Eric Gardner, I think?
1: Yeah. yeah. Pretty sure that was Eric Gardner. Yeah, I think that, yeah.
0: And it was like a very yeah. menial crime. I think he was just and selling cigarettes or something.
1: Yeah, he was, all, he was selling yeah. a loose cigarette. <laughs> it was That's just messed I, up. That,
2: it, it was something with cigarettes. And it's like, so you're going to kill a guy for that. Like, come on, man. Yeah. It's it's, it's a shame. Uh, They're
1: crazy. Crazy to video you
0: alive.
2: Uh, who was
1: it? There, who, who's like the the one that's not Mitch McConnell the senator from that state uh Paul wait Paul the, 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 no the libertarian guy not Paul Redd
0: <laughs> Paul Ryan
1: no not Paul Ryan Rand Paul uh who, who like went on afterwards who is like the real crime here is that like some politician somewhere decided there would be this huge tax on cigarettes so you have to like go sell them on the street like this <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Someone dies and he points that as being the real
1: crime. Oh, God. People We've gotten to the root crazy. of the problem.
2: <laughs> well, yeah. the, the liber- that, that's pretty much what the Libertarian Party is trying to do to try to get votes for this election. Is every, Everything I've seen about Joe Jorgensen is not really too much about her policies. There, there are some memes I've seen with what she wants, but most of it's like, showing Trump, Biden and Jorgensen and Trump and Biden have a bunch of sexual allegations against them and all these terrible things that they've done and Joe Jorgensen's just standing there like, "Hey, I'm a really good person." <laughs> it's like um yeah, you're right, but
0: I don't want to knock or knock on Joe Jorgensen at all, but I don't think anybody's digging up any dirt on her right now, so because she doesn't really stand a chance, unfortunately. Yeah. If they dug up yes, dirt got... on her, maybe she would have something you know, something stupid she might have done that someone just makes sound like it's the craziest thing in the world. I don't know.
1: Yeah, that's very likely. Um, but I think the whole idea of like not so much talking about me, but talking about like not liking me, but hating everyone else. That's been pretty, pretty big since 2016. And that's like probably that's the like current like Trump platform is like Biden sucks. And the current Biden platform is like at least I'm not Trump. And then. Uh, yep. Yeah, I mean in 2016 it was like Hillary was like I'm not Trump, Trump's like I'm not Hillary.
0: Yeah, it's really fun. I love it. The debates are on point. All that college philosophical <laughs> classes I had where you learn how to debate, just out the window. <clears throat> that's not how you actually debate. What you really do is just point out the stupid things that your opponent has done in their life. You don't actually talk about any policies or what's better. Yeah, it's done. And I guess that's
1: like like a lot of that fall, falls onto the um like the news media who are like the ones um being intermediaries for those debates where they're like yeah okay i'll let this happen you like take this question don't answer it turn it into a a campaign speech um that's fine so like if, if if you like got your mic turned off whenever you like deviated from the point significantly it would probably be different but that wouldn't be a sensationalist
0: well to be honest like when i was watching the democratic primaries I felt like some of the people who were trying to moderate were sometimes saying you didn't answer the question and would be like, what the heck? And so like when you're hearing all the politicians like argue with each other, none of them are answering questions unless they're like Andrew Yang or someone who didn't make it. But like everyone else was just saying all these things that had nothing to do with the question. And the moderators were just like, well, you didn't answer the question.
1: And so, Yeah, but like, I don't think you like actually pay a price for that. You do. I think that, um, like, I mean, having the moderator at the end say like that wasn't the answer to the question, like at that point you've already made your you've already like gotten your campaign speech out to the viewers, which is like uh, what you wanted, and like like you're you're facing no consequences for breaking the rules.
0: Yeah, man. I guess that's true. I mean, I already have their soundbite. That's all it's about. I mean, like Carl Sagan says in his book, you know, we went from having news that was. Hours long um, to news that was maybe 10 minute sound bites. So, like, makes sense that our politicians are doing the same thing. Sorry, not 10 minutes, but 10 second sound bites where you don't actually get to understand the whole story. They just say, Someone died over here, and that's it. So, I don't know. It's sad. That's why when I'm reading this book again for like the second time, it's like, Oh man, Carl Sagan would still be sad. <laughs> yeah pseudoscience is high in our culture as well as people not even being intelligent at least in my opinion
1: um in my understanding it's the i i was uh under the impression that the problem was like the opposite one where you went from having like three networks in in, like the 70s or whatever who would play like one hour news in the evening and like that's where you got all your news like you'd listen to cronkite and be like that's Like the way things are and then nowadays it's like 24 news networks in in the wake of 9 11 where like you you like if you turn on the news at any point it's like this like uh emblazoned message from morning until night and afterwards and if you turn on like you know one channel in particular uh it's like insanity about how the government uh is trying to kill you and you should vote for trump
0: well, I mean, I think what he was trying to get at was, you know, a long time ago, the news was starkly different than it is today. And, and I mean, he was talking about from his day and age where they were kind of saying, here are the facts of the day, where it was kind of unbiased. Although you can argue whether it was biased or not back then, but um, he was kind of just saying that it went from kind of covering the story like a real journalist to just, let's just cover it in 10 seconds or like when you listen to what is it the five show on fox news they're all like talking about their opinions but each of them talks for maybe like 10 seconds and they're like let me have this view and then i'm gonna say this view and i'm not gonna really explain anything in detail i'm just gonna say here's my sound bite for 10 seconds oh well
1: i i mean i think usually on fox news it's like from morning till night it's like basically the same opinion about the same things. Yep. Well, like if, if well, you watch like 10 minutes of Hannity, it's, it's just been like 10 minutes of like, and this is why 30,000 emails, Hillary Clinton, bad democratic party, liberal cuck. Uh, and just like play, play that on repeat.
0: What, what, one fun thing I realized when watching Fox news is that they try to get someone to cover the other side. So like the left <laughs> person and their argument is usually just really terrible. And so it's like we sound so much better than you because we employed someone that's just not very good at arguing with us. Nor do they probably <laughs> even have liberal views. I don't even know, but it's fun. Yeah,
1: usually they're arguing from like a centrist position, and usually they uh, are like pretending like like they're treated as though they have extreme positions, and they are like centrist, yeah. and then they get like the the minority of of the the time to speak anyway. And Hannity just cuts them off and saying, like, what? You're trying to give health care to poor people? Yeah. Okay, go back to the Soviet Union. And they're like, yeah, you're right.
0: <laughs> anyway, Carl Sagan's really cool. I'm glad you Carl introduced Sagan's me really to
1: cool. him. Oh, I, however I can get the word out. The good word?
0: The good word. Just get all of his books and compile it into one big book and be like, this is the word. Sagan. <laughs> Join oh, my I'd love that. <laughs> <Cool>. <laughs> Hell, <laughs> I would be all for that it's pretty good stuff man I cough a lot like when I'm doing editing it's like most of my editing is cutting out all my coughs but um if you're
1: just tuning into the show Joe was just being really anti-semitic
0: <laughs> no I wasn't
1: the, the networks don't like that
0: no no I wasn't um
1: Joe what are you saying about Megan That's your wife, for God's sakes. She doesn't even listen to this, so. (laughs) Which is probably a good
0: thing. She probably wouldn't. It'd be too much out of her time. She already listens to me enough. So. When I talk to her about. Because I always want to bring up, like, Plato and stuff, because I'm still on that Plato grind. I really love when I'm reading Carl Sagan and he talks about Plato. I get really excited. So I have, like, there was one podcast I did recently where I think I spent about a half an hour explaining Plato's cave, you know, the allegory of the cave. And I was so excited to explain it. So anyway, <laughs> I remember when I first started doing this podcast and Megan was just like, why don't you just
1: write a book report and then just save it. <laughs> <laughs> and then just burn it. and, and then so t- <laughs> Instead of talking to me about this shit, just write it down on a piece of paper and burn it and never talk about it again.
0: Yeah.
1: Write it in a letter and send it to someone who gives a shit, Joe.
2: You <laughs> looked him right in the eyes and just went, nerd.
0: <laughs> Pretty much. She calls me a nerd every now and then because all I do is play video games, read random books, and then do this podcast thing. Now that I started doing it, I'm on a computer That's the all That's the time. Oh, yeah. I live this life rather well, COVID life. Great job.
1: Well, if you bring Megan down, then we'll have uh, even sides for a religious debate. I assume Pat's still uh, some version of of Christian. Is that the case? No. Oh, really?
0: <laughs> no, you just you just gave Anthony an erection right there.
1: <laughs> a little bit, yeah. It's off screen, but it's it's hefty.
2: No, it would be pretty one sided if uh, we went to religion because I, I I'm I think my views are somewhat like Joe's with uh oh. You got no, the finger it, wag. it wouldn't but be one
0: sided Because Anthony already knows me I would probably go on the side That needs support because that's how I am
2: You okay. played the <laughs> advocate though.
0: Well no I would just play The the side where I believe in equality Pat So if someone needs more support For arguments Unlike
1: Christians <laughs> Unlike hey, some no. <laughs> They're just the ones that don't read the bible which is a lot I would of consider
2: it. myself agnostic, though, at this point. Um, my fiance oh, oh, he's a kind like, of oh, just, just like, me. <laughs>
1: like me. Agnostic is a stepping stone to atheism. That's what you call atheism when you don't want to admit you're an atheist. <laughs> I disagree. You know, that's, that's funny, because you'd label the definitions in such a way that they fucking fit, fit your description of them. Exactly. That's what
0: life is all about. Anyway, my dad, <laughs> my dad actually was, I talked to him on my phone the other day and I was talking to him about religion, I think, and he's like Christian. And believes in God and everything. And he pretty much said, you're an atheist. And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm agnostic. And you're like, what do you mean you're agnostic? You don't believe in God, do you? Which means you're an atheist. <laughs> and I was just like trying to explain the complicated meaning of what agnosticism is. No, that is. is correct. He is well, correct. Yeah. That you is the definition it. of atheism. Well, you're the definition of...
1: Not an atheist. You're a- not a theist. If you are not a theist, you are an atheist. Well... Are you a theist? Sure what's what's your what's your god spinoza's god is that a real answer are you being sincere
0: kind of sort of i mean i think therefore i am do you do you, do know, you worship the, car- the
1: the <laughs> the absence of uh, or do you worship like quote unquote creation is it like a, a natural like uh the world around me is a divine one
0: well well the one thing that i find I guess to get into my view of things, which I don't really get to do anymore because no one ever talks to me about this stuff as much as they used to. But anyway, my feeling is that it's almost and it's going to sound a little like the Christian religious side of somebody that would argue it. But like the way evolution works and how mutations happen and how they're kind of I'm probably going to botch this so you can correct me at any point. But when you know you're mutating throughout your cycle of your being in time, I'm talking about like over centuries, the mutations kind of happen sort of randomly. And, you know, you adapt the ones that are better survive. And we got to a point where human beings were able to rationalize their own thoughts and come up with, you know, the way things are right now. We're able to talk about all the things that we're thinking and be able to do crazy shit like what we're doing now with the podcast. And so when you think about all that, it makes me feel as if, It's kind of crazy that all that can happen kind of randomly. But at the same time, I understand that it's very possible that, yes, it could just happen randomly in terms of, you know.
1: Is it crazy or is it not?
0: It's not. It's not crazy.
1: So you don't need a divine explanation for that particular aspect of the universe? No. So what's your point?
0: My point is that I don't know. And we've talked about this before in college i really don't know
1: so what about that description precludes the term atheism
0: well the fact that it's became sort of a religion on its own kind of makes it not exciting to put myself to that wording
1: so so but like to make it that to make it something that doesn't define you you have to first believe that the definition is one where it is theistic to be atheistic is that what you're saying so atheism you if if someone said atheism is just not being a theist you would say no that is not the definition of atheism
0: well no i wouldn't disagree with that um the problem i have is that i don't think we have enough information to really know what's true and what isn't when it comes to but, divine supernatural things that we can't prove or disprove otherwise
1: right but if i said that there are two types of people. One is like uh, a uh, an A person and a B person and A people believe that, uh, that the world is going to explode tomorrow and B people like don't believe that. They could believe whatever they want, but they just don't believe that particular thing. True. You would say, no, I'm not a B person. I just don't fit into that paradigm at all. Would you say, I don't like that paradigm is one that could not possibly even describe me? Or would you say, yeah, I'm a B person. Like, I don't think that tomorrow's... It's not that I like know for a fact tomorrow's not gonna, not gonna blow up. I just don't think that right now. It's not in my head. Would you say that's true about you?
0: Well, I guess what I don't like is saying either
1: you're 100% one way or
0: 100% another way.
1: I feel like... Yeah, you're 100% like you don't think that. Again, it's not actively positing that that you have a belief that tomorrow's not gonna blow up. It's not saying that. It's just saying... You don't actively think that tomorrow the world's gonna blow up. That's what that's how I'm defining B person.
0: No, so in I,
1: that paradigm, you would be a B person, I would assume.
0: I feel like I actively think that I don't know.
1: That's fine. That's still a B person. Because right, B whatever. people are literally everyone that's not that doesn't actively think tomorrow's gonna to blow up. Don't I'm not bo- saying you have to know whether it is or is not. I'm just saying you don't, you're not an A-person. That is the exact same thing as atheism and the- theism, where people are like, it's just like so stigmatized that people say, like, True. I can't be an atheist because that's like this picture of like rapists in my head or whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's just instead of like not be a theist. It's, it's like not more complicated than that. And there may or may not be some like uh, fractional set, uh, like some fringe people who like define it to be a certain crazy thing or to be like if you're an atheist, you're like actively saying there could not possibly be a God. I'm not going to say that no people like that exist. But if they like if you hear people like that talk and they're saying like they're representing every atheist, then that's not true. And if you want to play that game, then I'll talk to people who are whatever you describe yourself as. And I'll use that description that those crazy people are giving and tell you that, like that's what you believe, which would be very insulting and offensive. And I think that agnostics don't realize that when they say, no, I'm not an atheist, I'm agnostic because I don't know there's no God. What they're saying is atheists say they know there's no God when I know that's not true because I know because like no atheist I know has ever said that um Richard so to say there, there's just, uh you he know, said that he knows no god
0: practically he is very but he said those words well i don't know i'd have to look him up look up the uh all of the freaking things he said he said a lot of things but i know that he's vehemently against religion
1: and that's fine but again that's not uh like they're allowed to be people who suck But if you are saying what I think you're saying, then what you're allowing, what you're opening up is for me to find people who have beliefs that are similar to yours, finding the crazy things they say and saying, you said those things. Those are things you believe.
0: I don't know, man. I think that you're questioning me and I'm uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Um, No, yeah, I mean, I think we've had this conversation over and over, you know, when we're in college, but I understand. I'll have it every day until I die,
1: I swear to God. (laughs) Either just, one, one of these days, like I will be in a grave, or I will have you admit that you are an atheist. There's no other option.
0: Why not? <laughs> well, that's the thing with me. Like, I don't really believe that there isn't one, but I also don't believe that there's no possibility of one.
1: That's again, you're you're a B person. And you so, don't have to be you don't have to like not you don't have to know for a fact that tomorrow's not gonna blow up. Why can't there, you there just be a don't. C person? Because there's like I've defined it such that there is everyone and that's split into two halves because if there's a c person they also fit within b because they're a person who is not an a b is just the people who aren't a so well, if there's a c they're also b
0: but why do we have to and think and like c is a whole
1: distinct category but again you have to analyze why you would need that why is it so important for you to there to, for there to be a c person is it possibly because uh statistically atheists are as trusted as rapists might no. that play into your into your thinking no, it's not, which again, my suspicion is obviously that's probably the case. Uh, but if that's not the reason, then I need another reason. Like why? Just, why is it so important to everyone that there is that they are not an atheist?
0: Well, in my opinion, I just think that the title and the definition of atheist doesn't really play into my which, actual view. Which
1: is, which is again, I, I I mentioned the definition earlier. Why do you think it's not true
0: that there is no in the God. same way that I
1: mentioned? No, that's again for the millionth time not the definition of atheist. Do you want to use a Merriam okay. Webster or like what, what's that's, your source that's for this that's exactly? again? What, what, <laughs> what's What's a source you trust? I will look it up right now. What is the best source in your mind? The Wikipedia, Merriam Webster dictionary? I sure, guarantee you, whatever you look up that's not like, like Christiansareamazing.com is going to. The official dictionary is the
0: Oxford English Dictionary.
1: You're going to use the Oxford English Dictionary?
0: Okay. Sure, if someone's offering it, whoever that person is.
1: Uh she doesn't have one offhand. She's like offering to look it up through the library though. Uh but like whatever whatever the source is, it's like every source that I've seen has said that what you're suggesting is the definition is not the definition. And like like even let's pretend for a second like it were, in every other walk of life, everyone is like sure to say, like, but what do you mean when you say that? But when it comes to atheism, is it's Atheism, it's like, I don't care what your definition is, it's not me. And people should be very careful to like analyze why that is important to them when it, it comes up. Like, why be irrationally uh distant from a term if you're not if you haven't like looked it up? If someone's like, no,
0: your beliefs I... sound like
1: they fit in this category, and you're like, that is not true, and they're like, but you like it fits perfectly, and you're like, but I'm not. Like, why might that be?
0: I definitely understand where you're coming from and I don't in any way think that it's bad to be an atheist. I just think that my, my views are more complicated. I don't like being, I'm like,
1: so <laughs> my whole You're life... saying that, that, that like atheism, it has to be a simple thing though. You like you and everyone who says that they're uh, like, w- whenever you say like, I'm not an atheist on this thing. Uh, like what you're implicitly saying is that like, Atheism is not the thing that I am. Like like if I don't know there's no God, if I'm like saying like there might be a God or might not be a God, I don't know. So therefore, I'm not an atheist. What you are actually saying to a person, what you are clearly implying is that an atheist does think that. And when you're saying I'm not an atheist because my views are complicated, you're saying an atheist couldn't have complicated views. When an atheist is literally oh, yeah. everyone who's not a theist, there are obviously lots of complicated views there. And it's like, I'm not like saying I'm personally offended, but you can see how it be like how if you said that kind of a thing to like any other religious group, like here are your views and they are simple and good people like the people that I know, the people that I trust don't fit within that worldview, even if all their uh, stated opinions perfectly match the description, they could not possibly be that. It would be super offensive for literally anyone else in any other religious group to hear something like that. True. And for no good reason. Uh, it's like permissible to say that about atheism and again i get to be a cis straight white male so i don't want to play the victim card over here but like it in its own little way it sucks a lot and i mean in some ways it's like uh, you know again it's not comparable in in like almost every way but you can't be a politician in the united states and be an atheist because they're statistically as trusted as rapists um so again I, i would love to hear like an analysis of like what reason there could possibly be for being so um, stringently, uh, staunchly opposed to the term, which again is like defined in such a way that if you're not this thing, which you say you're not, you must be this thing. If there are two kinds of people, by my definition, these people and these people, and you're definitely not these people, why why is it so important to like invent a whole new system where you can be this third thing? It's a good question. because maybe there's a, like a stigma associated with the second thing.
0: You know that's or probably why, or like, or like I need I need a good reason. There isn't really. The reason is
1: socially, it's easier. Yeah, that's stigma. <laughs> so like, and I went through that, and I yeah. hate being that person who, who was like, I had a, I had a phase where I thought your thing because I think that's really patronizing. But like the, like I as well like when I was in high school I was like I was a Christian and then and then um being agnostic was was like the stepping stone for me where it's like here's this like socially acceptable term that matches my my views. Uh, and then after a while, I was like, "Well, atheism is just like a more a broader version of that." It's, well, it, no, it's just that like it's just not theism, but it, it like has all these like terrible things associated with it through no fault of its own. Uh, I mean, maybe, maybe yes, maybe no, because like there's kind of been a history of religious people being very angry when people aren't their religion. Um, but uh, yeah, I think only because I grew to be a person who loves to argue with people so much that I become so comfortable with a, with a contentious. Uh, controversial phrase like that
0: yeah you're definitely a little more um opinionated about it than you were in college
1: uh i mean i have the same opinion as i did in college which is that if i want to talk to someone about a meaningful religious topic i don't dwell on it um but like we're not we're not it's not like you're a homophobe and i'm like trying to address homophobia in in religion because yeah. then we'd be attracting from it if, if you're going to make a conversation about religion and you're even so much as including like what it means to be an atheist, then the entire conversation is going to be about what it means to be an atheist because it's like, <laughs> you know, it's so pervasive, uh, and like people are so strongly opinionated about like something that, they'll, that they will very readily just be like, "I'm not going to talk about it," but that is 100% not me. Uh, and it's like so mind-boggling to me.
0: Yeah, I guess I'm not trying to say that it's 100% not me, but I do recognize that I was kind of saying, "Well, that's not me." <laughs> i just wasn't saying it directly um i just i just feel like things are a lot more complicated than people realize and when you just say you're christian or muslim or jewish or atheist
1: like see i can't have your worldview because my view is complicated i don't have a simple worldview like your worldview is my worldview is complicated do you see how do you see do you see how that's not pleasant i don't understand what you're saying I'm I'm repeating back to you basically what you're implicitly telling me, yeah. which is like, see, I can't like the reason I don't call myself an atheist is because I have a complicated worldview, is because things aren't as straightforward as atheists clearly think. Yeah. And again, when you define atheism as just like not a theist, you're saying like the alternative to thinking that there's that you're that like there is a god and he is this particular god, the alternative to that is like a straightforward, simple worldview comparatively, which I I would be delighted to hear your reasoning for. Hmm. If you're not actively saying I think there is a god, then you are an atheist.
0: All right. I mean, that's fine. But I get what you're saying. Unless unless you It's like um, I, I will be
1: happy to concede this whole argument to you if you if you can find me a legitimate reputed source that uh negates that definition.
0: Well, I won't be able but to, to my get to knowledge. You people
1: generally don't look for that. They just kind of say like, I know what it, what it means to be an atheist based off of, like these people that I know are atheists. Therefore, I'm not an atheist. But again, there's a very easy way to, to disprove that. Um, I just need us like any legitimate, like slightly reputable source. And I will say then your your belief is um, one that doesn't disagree with whatever definitions.
0: I'll find something eventually. Maybe you'll let me dive into this topic a little bit more, but I'm not going to be able to give you an answer now. Anyway. Hey, Pat. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still here, guys. Yeah. uh,
2: I mean, um, I wanted to say that uh, Anthony actually had one of these conversations with me. I I think it was our senior year uh, in undergrad. And um, it it did help me sort of transition into the phase of this uh, belief that I don't really think there is a supreme being out there, or a um, god. Any from any of the religions I've seen, um, the, the whole the whole thing with ag- agnostic, I atheism. God. I see what Anthony's saying that uh, it can be offensive because I think I think uh, atheists are portrayed as sort of like an evil thing, uh, especially growing up Catholic. Uh, just thinking of atheists, you always associated them with people who wanted anarchy or, um, care about others, all, all these bad things. And I think just psychologically for me, it's, it's like, you know, I don't want to be a part of that right away, but, but with his definition, then, yeah, I think atheist is the way that you would have to classify yourself. Um, and I'm talking about my, myself, but, uh, yeah, no, I, I think these conversations are, um, what helped me start to realize that, you know, Christianity isn't really the way I'm thinking anymore. Um, a, lot, a lot of this started with undergrad, you know, and in, in high school I was pretty um, strictly Catholic. And uh, once I went into undergrad, part of it was because of, you know, you, you're start, starting to study science pretty heavily and going through the um, scientific method and trying to figure out what, what actually is true based on facts. You started to see a bit of a division between uh, faith and what you consider to be true through science and Joe's shaking his hand and shaking his finger. So
0: I have someone who we oh. all know and love that has a completely different opinion. Hoffy Hoff, not to throw Hoff. him out. I don't really want to, I shouldn't have said his name, I guess. <laughs> Hoff, Hoff. You, can it, you can edit it out. <laughs> I'll ask him about it later, but um, he had the completely di- opposite view than you just did. He learned about the scientific method. And as we all know, he's a super smart guy and he got really good grades and everything else. And he went the completely different way and thought, wow, this is amazing. This even further proves the existence of God.
1: Yeah. I think, I think that when you take Pat's route, I I would agree that like, well, I would agree that it's like not the reason to, to lose a religion. I think that's, um, I think you have the knowledge, like when, when you start off as, as like being religious as a child, you're like, okay, so this is like the one way it is. And then you slowly get exposed to like, okay, so there are like 4,000 religions, a handful of main ones, but in any case, like they definitely disagree on a lot of really fundamental things. And everyone seems to have like about the same evidence for their own claims. Uh, like at the best, I have it like a, a, a you know, like not a hundred percent chance of being right because no one is like giving any better reason than anyone else. I think that's probably the good reason to, like, start to deviate from it. But if, if you know, if, like, if you grew up in, like, um, a world where, like, the only perspective was, was like, one specific branch of Christianity and you found out that, like, the world was, like, a deep place, it, it wouldn't be all that crazy of a jump to be like, oh, God is, like, so great that he, like, made this, like, whole special way that, like, that that makes it, uh like, there's enough symbolic language in the Bible that, that like, adding one more little part and being like, oh, that was just a metaphor for this thing, it wouldn't be that big of a jump.
0: Yeah, I was just kind of pointing out that people have different um, reactions to learning about the scientific method and being scientists, as you know. I mean, I'm sure you've seen plenty of scientists that are still religious. So.
1: Oh, yeah, there's, there's one guy I know with a PhD who is still like a like a new Earth creationist, like he like the world was made 6,000 years
2: ago.
0: <laughs> those people are crazy, in my opinion. <laughs> Ken Ham, well, you know, those people.
2: So to sort of support my, my opinion on it was um, – Yeah, yeah i i think you guys are right like everyone who learns scientific method doesn't, doesn't mean that it's going to be the end of religion and I, I think that's important to say because people who are interested in science and are and are also religious i don't think that should dissuade them from learning about it i think um i was at a point in my life where i was just starting to uh not really mesh with the beliefs anymore i mean c- catholicism um i i think the teachings don't always make a lot of sense when you think about it and um, the thing that really bothered me at first was hypocrisy of people Um, maybe the teachings aren't the the thing that's the problem i should say it's more more the way people uh act on them um you know they, they like to cherry pick certain things from the bible and say that that's what they believe and then if you look at the bible and say well there's these other things that we no longer believe so why are we only looking at these certain things instead of getting an explanation a lot of people just flip out on you and say it's because the Bible says so and don't don't you know uh, doubt my belief and um, things like that started not settling well with me um, and then once once I started studying science more and you saw all these facts backing up what you were learning going back and having a similar analysis with what's being taught in the Bible just just in terms of like how how Old the Earth is according to the Bible versus what scientific facts give us. It's there's a difference there, and there were things that didn't add up anymore. And, and when you, when you look for direct evidence for things, there's not a lot um, that I could find. And maybe in view, he, he saw things that added up more. I, I'd be interested to hear how he came to that conclusion. And I, I'm not saying he's wrong. You know, I think I think it is very personal for people. Um, you know, some of the some of really good scientists I know out here are uh, strictly Mormon, and I, I don't understand that part of it, but, um, you know. I know some people like that, too. Um, I think any religion, you have that. Um, but I, I think it'd be interesting to hear how, you got to edit out, edit out his name, how our friend. Um, <laughs> no, I'll keep it in. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think he'll want to know. He ain't going to know. But yeah, I, so Jody, do you know a bit more about why he felt that it strengthened his religion when he started learning more about it? So,
0: I, th- I probably screwed up because it's been a while since I talked to him about it, but um, when he started learning more about, like, biochemistry and physics, and, you know, that's kind of what he studied in college, he had a double major, and I think, I remember him saying, because I talked to him about this stuff because I would talk to Katona a lot about it, too, and... um. He pretty much said something along the lines of, like, the fact that we have the ability to learn so much about our world is something that, you know, he kind of credits to God in saying that, like, the fact that we're lucky enough to be able to, you know, sequence a genome and, you know, figuring out all of this crazy stuff that we have figured out. He thinks it's more of kind of like divinity, like we have divinity in ourselves and stuff like that. But
1: I'm not going to give well, him
0: like we're not going to be able to like talk about his actual view, you know. So that's just what But like whatever view he
1: has, it's almost certainly like like everyone's view at it's like on a good day would only get them so far as to say like there's a god. But then at that point you're stuck at which of the 4000 do you think it is?
0: Yeah. I mean, the problem with that is that you're a lot of people, and let's be real here, a lot of people who actually believe in religion Don't believe wholeheartedly in the actual words that you guys are talking about. Like, they don't. They don't. They take most of it as metaphor.
1: Looks like three in 10, according to a Gallup poll, say they take the Bible literally. So that's like technically not most people, but that's like, you know, if you're in a room of 10 people, three of them are are like statistically likely to be uh, biblical literalists. That's probably a lot more than you might have thought.
0: It is, but. There's still seven out of ten that don't believe that.
1: <laughs> yeah, and also let me take a step back and say I agree with Pat. I think that what he was saying a while back now, but about how like learning about scientists, science is like a, uh, that makes you critically understand things. Like when you when you develop an understanding for what it means to be like good data for what like the the critical thinking you need to like evaluate like this is a bad idea. And if people believe this idea, then they will cause suffering to themselves because it's not true. The, the threshold for belief in science um, does influence you in a way where it's like, if that's like how much it takes for me to believe something, I really have to question the things that I believed before this. So like it's not good enough that Granny was was a Presbyterian because like I, I need more than that.
2: I, I think another way that somebody who, um, like our mutual friend, was able to find themselves closer to faith after learning about science, maybe for example is how complex some things are, especially in biochemical um, settings. So if, if you look at all the things that have to occur for us to just function on a daily level, at the cellular level, it's, it's it's really complex and everything that goes into it. I think what people could think is that for all those things to line up for us to exist, it's, 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 it's not really all up, up to chance. I think maybe what they're thinking is that there is something else that's controlling it. And that's how life was able to become what it is now. Um, I remember, I, I know back in undergrad, when I was still sort of playing around with what I was really believing, that was something that I thought of at one point. But eventually, I just, you know, thought that it, it could just be random chance. And with all the different planets out there, how, how huge our universe is, it's likely that we are just that l- lucky um, planet that was able to sustain life and. You know, I'd have to look at the actual statistics for um, what could happen uh, to, to actually make us who we are today. This is starting in the aliens, so I don't want to get into the uh, <laughs> oh. next chapter of the book. But
0: <laughs> Anthony became um, an expert on that subject.
1: Oh, yeah, because I gave that presentation. <laughs> yeah, in astrophysics. That was great.
2: <laughs> what was your presentation on?
1: Uh, I believe that it was a chapter of the astrophysics books we were doing for for an independent study that was about um, astrobiology. Um, and I, I, forget, I remember when Joe was telling me about how he was like struggling with his presentation. He was like frustrated with it, and he went another major, and he was like, uh, "Like, uh, I'm having a good time," or whatever. And she was like, "Well, that's okay. Anthony's project, is, or Anthony's whole presentation, is like uh, uh, a a made up field." <laughs>
0: <laughs> I don't remember that, but that's hilarious. Yeah, that was a. F- you did a good job, though. The Mandrake equation Um, or is it the Drake equation? Drake Drake equation. Yeah. Drake equation. I think Mandrake
1: is like a, like a fantasy (laughs) plant or something (laughs) like a Harry Potter thing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. That's true.
0: (laughs) My bad. The Drake equation. Um,
1: My girlfriend was telling me that she thought I was wrong about the, the atheism definition. I'm looking it up and I'm not seeing what she's seeing. So when she's done smoking off to to ask her about that.
0: (laughs) So I'm trying to find this quote here, but I can't find it, but I'll I'll try to. It helps while she's married. What's
1: that? If it helps at all, she's married.
0: Who's married? Your girlfriend?
1: Is that bad? <laughs> Your girlfriend's married?
0: Oh, I'm
1: sorry. Uh, what, what did you say?
0: Dude, you're crazy. Anyway, um, so there was something in this book. I forget where the hell it is, but Carl Sagan talks about spirituality. And he mentions that there's... He kind of just talks about how science in itself and as you be as you are a scientist and you like learn new things and do new things that it can feel very spiritual. And he kind of says that he hates that religion kind of took it for their own. And so when I go back to what Pat was saying about our, our friend who is very religious, um, not, I'm not going to sorry, not very religious, but our friend who's religious, um, feeling as if, you know, he believed more in God after he learned more about science it kind of made me think back to that quote that he was talking about with spirituality and how science can often make you feel very spiritual. Because when you're learning about all this crazy shit like that made up field astrobiology or you know, the biochemistry of tiny little organisms and stuff, it can definitely feel spiritual because it's like, holy shit, look how small this thing is that I'm dealing with or look how huge the world is and how small I am in it. That's a very spiritual experience and you can get that through science. For sure. So I just wanted to bring it around to some Carl Sagan knowledge there. Saganism. That feels right and good. <laughs>
1: yeah. It always comes back. Yeah. I was just, I think it was like just yesterday, I was, I was having a conversation mm-hmm. about the CNN uh, Ted Turner interview where it was like talking about what it means to be a socialist. And like, obviously, like even today, like mm-hmm. if, you, if you say like, you know, if Bernie Sanders walks into a room and like anyone's slightly right wing, it's going to be like, they're going to be talking about like how he's st- like just Stalin. Um, but obviously like back in the eighties, it was like significantly worse. Um, like anytime during like red scare, cold war stuff. McCarthy. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and there was an interview with, with, uh, Ted Turner back when like, you know, back when Ted Turner who owned CNN was like an anchor on CNN. Um, and he, uh, Carl Sagan was like, was talking about welfare programs and, and like, like social security and, and giving to needy people for whatever reason. and, Ted Turner started off his question and then he stopped for a second. He was like, are you a socialist? And Carl Sagan was like, well, I don't know what that means, but I believe that our government has a right to help people. And he just like carried on from there. And it was like, what a fucking like elegant sidestep. Dude. He is
0: very good at finessing in between all the different things without like, that's what I love about reading his books. Um, I feel like he's such a great writer in such a way that like a religious person could pick up this book and enjoy it. Because he doesn't necessarily say that religion is bad. He kind of just talks about all the crazy things that are in it. And then he would say things like, well, I could be wrong. And so like he leaves it up to the person who's reading to be like, yeah, you could be Carl Sagan.
1: <laughs> Did you ever read or so. watch uh, Contact, His, like the book he wrote that was later made into a movie?
0: Honestly, I don't think I finished reading it. I'm really bad at reading stories. But I'm really good, good at reading philosophy and stuff about science. I just when it oh, comes to I'm stories, I'm so bad at it. So that's
1: fair. Um, I I just watched the movie, but like the movie had End. a really um, uh, is it bad if I spoil it? It's a pretty old movie.
0: No, it's not bad.
1: Okay, Pat, can yeah. I get a, a shake? I don't want to. hate spoiling things for people so much. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh. Anyway, the ending was like like the whole thing was, was kind of like about faith the faith is definitely a theme of, of the movie and book contact. Like, is it good or bad to have faith in what context the, the main character and kind of like her, her foil um, are like a, an atheist scientist and a, a, a um, pastor or a reverend or something. Uh, Obviously a religious person. Um, And at the end, she like sees this thing that's she like feels like it's true. She, she like, they the whole movie is them like intercepting a, a radio transmission from aliens um that's like plans to build some special like spaceship where they think it's gonna be a spaceship but then it just like teleports her mind somewhere else to like talk to aliens for a sec or for a few minutes or whatever um and then she's like teleported back but from the perspective of earth she was gone for like a split second and then she's giving her like testimony uh she's testifying to congress or whatever about what happened and the people on the panel are, are really critical of what she's saying and she's like like, as a scientist, like, is it okay for you to be talking about this? Like, it's fact, even though it's, like, this brief moment, it only happened for you, and it doesn't make any sense. And she's like, uh, well, I mean, like, I feel like it happened, and I don't know what to tell you. Like, uh, like here's what I think happened, and I believe it did. So the the ultimate message of the movie was kind of a weird one. Like, like not, expecting, not expected if you were going into it thinking that, like, okay, like, some, like, science activist wrote this, about like science versus uh religion um yeah
0: yeah i feel like carl sagan was very good for the culture in our society but anyway i didn't expect although maybe i should have expected that this podcast would devolve into an atheism discussion but here we are
1: oh it was never not going to be (laughs) yeah (laughs) not as soon as you involved me
2: You'll know your true fans if they uh, get through all of the religious talk on your podcast.
0: (laughs) I kind of try to be in the middle. That's why I say I'm agnostic.